welcome. In this episode, I am reading Neville Goddard's lecture from 1965, titled Spiritual States. Tonight's subject is spiritual states, that the spiritual states of the soul are all eternal, learn to distinguish between man and his present state. When we open the Bible and read any passage whatsoever, we encounter men and women, and you might think that they existed in time and space on this earth, and the whole vast world who accepts the Bible will take it in that light. May I tell you the Bible has no reference whatsoever to any person that ever walked the face of this earth, to any event that would occur that ever occurred on earth, but man has mistaken these characters, these personifications for persons, and the grossed first sense for the ultimate sense intended, and the whole vehicle that conveys the instruction for the instruction itself. In the current issue of Time magazine, I got mine today, under the head of the church, here was this brilliant man of letters, D. H. Lawrence, considered a brilliant writer, a master in the use of words. And there he said, the resurrection is simply Christ becoming aware of central love. That's what the resurrection is to D. H. Lawrence. There's another writer who bears a name that I would call a Greek name. I don't know him, never heard of him. He said the last temptation of Christ is simply Christ struck with sexual desire. Well, here are two men, undoubtedly. I know one is considered a great mind. And then in yesterday's Times, the LA Times, I read a little extract from what the Pope had to say the previous day, last Sunday. And here is one who was head of possibly 600 million who called themselves Christians. And he said that the Jew killed Christ. But he did it in ignorance because he did not know or he did not yeah he did not know who he was now here are three men uh, leaders in their field who still see this story as taking place on this level they do not see the mystery at all in spite of their titles it either is revealed to you or else someone to whom it has been revealed tells it and you believe it or you reject it and go along your business on this level. Christ Jesus is a supernatural being housed in everyone, or one could not live, one could not breathe. Now let us take a state, a spiritual state. I mention the word, anyone instantly thinks of a man. He is the first patriarch, as tradition has it. Tradition has it that he lived 4,000 years ago. You can find it cataloged the very day and month of his birth on earth, and scholars will spend, oh, limitless hours trying to find the exact day and month because they give him a father. His father is Terah. So here now we have one called Abraham, where real civilization begins, in Abraham. He is told that he will have offspring more numerous than the sands of the sea. Can you conceive of that? More numerous than the sands of, the, of heaven or the stars of heaven? Here is a man, all right, all will come out of Abraham, we are told, but only a certain kind will come out. So let us see how it begins in the 12th chapter, Genesis, where he is told to leave his home, leave his father, leave his kin, and go into a land that I will show you, verse 1. Then we turn over, where now the real beginning starts in a dream, the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis, and as the sun was going down, a great sleep fell upon Abram. And a dread and great darkness fell upon him. And the Lord said to Abram, Your descendants will be sojourned in a land that is not theirs, 
and they will be slaves there, and they will be oppressed for 400 years, verse 12. Now you read that and you think a presence called God is speaking to a man called Abraham. Hasn't a thing to do with that. Abraham is an eternal spiritual state, and you and I enter that state and do exactly what we're told here in Scripture. We fall asleep in that state. Then we have the dreams, the stream of horror, which is this world. It doesn't last 400 years. Four is a symbol. Every letter of the Hebrew alphabet has a numerical value as well as a symbolic value. 400 is the numerical value of the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The letter is Tau. The symbol of that is the sign of the cross. This body is the cross, the only cross on which Christ was ever crucified. No wooded cross. This is the tree. As Blake said, the gods of the earth and the sea sought through nature to find this tree, but their search was all in vain. There grows one in the human brain. That's where we are nailed. Christ is nailed upon this tree, upon this cross. No Jew ever nailed him on this cross. He nailed himself on this cross. As we are told in the 10th chapter of the book of John, no one takes away my life, I lay it down myself. I have the right to lay it down and the right to take it up again. Verse 18. No one takes my life. And it's from the book of John that the Pope was quoting to justify his claim that the Jews killed him. Had he turned only two chapters over, he was quoting the 8th chapter, had he gone over to over two to the 10th, he would have found this. Surely he must know it. But seemingly you can't seem to know it until it's revealed, or you hear it from one to whom it has been revealed, and you believe him. We are told that a truth embodied in a tale shall enter in at lowly doors, but how long it's going to take for this truth embodied in a tale to enter in through these lowly doors? <coughs> Excuse me. It's been now hundreds and hundreds of years, and men in positions of trust still do not see the mystery. Blake made the statement in his vision of the Last Judgment. He said, it ought to be understood that the person and Moses and Abraham are, or that the person, yeah, Moses and Abraham are, uh, not here met. He's talking about the vision that he saw of Moses and Abraham. And they appear in vision as persons because all attributes of God are personified. So when you meet belief, as Abraham re represents belief, represents faith, you see faith personified. The essence of faith would be Abraham. It's a man in vision. But the man only personifies a state, a state of belief, a state of faith. So he calls upon us when we read his work, which is based purely on vision, to bear in mind that he is not speaking of the persons, that the individuals only are representatives or visions of these states of consciousness. These states of consciousness were revealed to mortal man in a series of divine revelations, as they are now written in the Bible. He said, I saw these in my imagination. When you see them at a distance, they appear as one man. As you approach, they appear multitudes of nations. 
i know that's true for i have seen it that way i saw the one man the one man in radiant light and his heart aglow like a living ruby as i approached it wasn't one man multitudes but an infinite number of men contained in one man so here is the one man fragmented in this world and the states through which we pass and we start with abraham now what did abraham believe we turn now to the third chapters of the book of galatians and as you read it in three or four little verses the sixth through the ninth and abraham believed god and it was reckoned to him for righteousness so you see it is the man it is the men of faith who are the sons of abraham now listen to this passage carefully god preached the gospel beforehand to abraham the gospel which if you take it in chronological manner came two thousand years later that begins our christian error this age as it were abraham preceded it by two thousand years and we're told god preached the gospel beforehand it to abraham that's what abraham believed not a man you in the state of belief the whole vast future is revealed to you god's purpose god's plan and the purpose is realized at the end of a journey through darkness to light and while you fall asleep in that deep deep sleep where you have the appearances of death the dreams come from within while you are dreaming and this world appears and they seem now to come from without and completely detached and independent of your perception of them and yet your dream is causing every motion in the world the whole vast world is but your animated internal self and you're doing it in the state of dream then you come to the end of the dream and the fulfillment of what you saw in the beginning for abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day he saw it and was glad john 8:56 abraham rejoiced because he was going to see your day while you're not yet 50 and you know our father abraham verses 57 and 58 before abraham was i am he's telling you exactly who he is now this is a mystery not taking place here the grand being his eternal name is i am my name is forever and forever through all generations so if before abraham was i am he's identifying himself with the supreme being who preceded the state called abraham through which he the supreme being will now pass and constrict himself to that state and take upon himself to form a man limit himself to that limit of contraction called man that limit of opacity called man and have these weird dreams of the night for this is all called the dream of life regardless of the time of day because you don't know the cause of the phenomena therefore you are sleeping at night then comes the day of the lord when you awake from the dream now let us go back and take the symbolism he was a hundred years old when the promise was made you think a man was a hundred years old it said he was a hundred beyond the bearing and siring of children and the wife with her at the age of ninety it had long ceased to be with her after the manner of woman and yet a promise is you shall have a child 
for he said you gave me no seed and one born in my home is my heir a voice said he is not your heir your own son shall be your heir and you're told they laughed so when he was born they called him isaac which means he laughs genesis twenty one one through seven now isaac is not a child born of generation isaac is a shaping of the unbegotten for god has no background it's not the grand like melchizedek where he embraced abraham melchizedek has no father no mother no beginning no end no background at all so it's the shaping of this that has no background in you so when it's shaped in you though it takes form it has no ancestor for god has no ancestor god is shaping himself in you and that state is called isaac so he was a hundred well we go back now and see the symbolic value of a hundred it's the 19th letter of the hebrew alphabet it's quote you write it q o p h quote the 19th its symbolic value is the back of the head it is from this area that you come you awaken in your skull at the end of the journey when the day begins to dawn and it's from the base of your skull that you come out and you come out just in the same manner as a child comes out of the womb of a woman you come out inch by inch by inch as you are pulling yourself completely out and you come right out the symbolism of scripture comes into being because there's a weird unearthly sound of wind the word wind and spirit are the same in both hebrew and greek so he appears in the form of a wind as you are disturbed looking at this thing out of which you came you look back and the witnesses are there for the event it's told in scripture one witness finds the evidence of this birth finds a little babe wrapped in swaddling clothes here is isaac now the christ child you don't know it yet it's picked up off the floor placed on the bed you lift it up in your hands and the child smiles you look into its face and ask the most endearing question how is my sweetheart it looks into your eyes and smiles then the whole scene dissolves but it came from quote from the back of your head the next letter the 20th would be resh and that would be most uh something there's a word missing from here that would be the head altogether the whole head but quote is the back of the head that's the sign of it the symbol of it so the hundred does not mean a man of a hundred years old as you and i measure time it's simply the sign of that state in which he was placed and you and i are placed in the state of believing so what did he believe he believed the gospel yet the gospel had not yet appeared he was told and shown the gospel abraham rejected that he was to see my day he saw it and was glad he saw it as it was revealed to him before the journey began so it was revealed to you before the journey began and everyone is in that state so the 400 is the cross the 100 is the back of the head and abraham is only a state and an eternal state that everyone must enter to start the journey and the end of the journey is a resurrection the birth the discovery of the fatherhood of god the ascension and the seal of the holy spirit 
upon the work that is done. And everyone should have it. But you start with Abraham, just to state. So all these characters that we think are persons are not. <coughs> Excuse me. Yet, when you meet them, they appear as persons. When you see Abraham, you see this far uh, looking looking far off into the distance as though he saw eternity in his eyes but it's a man when you see him and yet you know it's a state as you come close they all take on forms and you take on forms that they are only states infinite states and they are permanent now we can take this spiritual lesson and put it into practice here in this world he fell asleep in a state called abraham it said Abraham fell asleep. Now the one who enters it, he falls asleep, and so it's totally, uh, that, yeah, it's totally that manner. So tonight you can fall asleep in a certain state, and when you feel the reality of the state in which you fall asleep, trust it. You're not going to find when you wake tomorrow morning that you are actually in that crystalline form, but trust it. Remember what you did. Believe what you did, and then go through the night where you don't see any evidence to support it. You see nothing to encourage you, but you know what you did. Keep on doing it. In your mind's eye, fall asleep in the state. But see that you're not falling asleep in another state. Your mind may wonder, bring it back. If it takes you a hundred times until you can fall asleep in a state. As you fall asleep in a state... That state is going to unfold in your world. That state of health or the state of wealth or the state of being wanted or the state of being unwanted, the state of being poor, any state as you fall asleep in the state, the state project, the states project themselves on the screen of space. So the same spiritual lesson can become the most practical lesson in this world of Caesar while we wait for the grand thing to appear in our world. So here, when you find these brilliant minds, given all the space in these national magazines and powerful papers, leading and influencing the minds of millions of people, and they are sound asleep, you say that in the presence of a believing Catholic, and he would slap you because you dared to say something about his Holy Father. Well, I'm not given that way. Today I reach the point I see no one in this world to whom and before whom I would know, or I would bow. I don't care who he is, what position he holds. Let me hear from his lips the story, the only story in the world, the story of the gospel. Listen carefully to his interpretation of it, and I see what state he's in. If he's not in that state of absolute faith, in that story beyond this level, well, then what does it matter what he says? So if D.H. Lawrence comes out and tells me the resurrection is simply Christ awakening to the central love of all the things in the world, when this presence in the resurrection is above the organization of sex, it can assume any sex at all, because it doesn't use sex to create. Its sex is all now, an awakened imagination. It's only on this level that sex, a divided being, is used. It's not used in the resurrection. And he tells me the resurrection is simply the sensational love. 
the awakening to it of all the things in the world and these are supposed to be brilliant minds then another one comes and tells that a certain race of people called the jew killed the lord because they didn't know who he was in this very book no one takes my life i lay it down myself i have the power and the right to lay it down and the power and the right to raise it up again to pick it up again so i tell you this story is eternal but when you read it see states isaac is that state jacob is the state abraham is the state and they all represent these eternal spiritual states distinguish between the man and the state you can be in a state from morning to night you can have a dozen states in a dozen seconds it's entirely up to you but the state that will work the clue was given us in that fifteenth chapter and when the sun was going down a deep sleep fell upon abram then it begins to happen when the sun was going down a deep sleep fell upon abram and then what kind of sleep was was it a dread and great darkness fell upon him then the lord tells him the birth pains that will follow for these are all the birth pains to bring forth what he saw he saw the child he saw him coming out of the back of his head but he saw him only a symbol of himself for he would come out and he will be the one speaking to himself he would be god moving into an entirely different world because he dared to contract himself to this limit in order to extend and expand his creative power there is only one god in this world nothing but god so in the end there's still only god we have ten commandments haven't we and yet literally the word commandment simply means word so there are ten words literally so we find the ten commandments he broke every commandment but not the ten take the ten words that form the ten commandments and you find the great commandment when he was asked which is the greatest commandment and he answered hear o israel the lord our god is one lord deuteronomy 6 4 add them up ten words that's the great commandment the minute you turn to another another could kill me another could help me another could do this i have another god all that is being done unto me i am doing to myself you bring me fortune or misfortune because i am doing it to myself there is only god so hear o israel the lord our god is one lord these are the words that actually really mean the ten commandments so every commandment he broke those that are written out in long words there isn't one he didn't break he broke the sabbath he said who is my father and who is my mother did he not break that commandment in his speaking of his father and mother there wasn't a thing he didn't do so when it happens in you it's not the ten that people speak about the ten words that you must keep forever locked in your heart and any temptation to turn to another then remember the great commandment Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. When you take it and break it into meaning for us, the word translated the Lord is I am. The word translated our God would be our, am, our I am's. For all our I am's together, 
it forms only one I am. So when you see him at a distance, one man you approach comes close, multiple nations, all the I am's contain in one I am. The Lord our God is one Lord. So here, <coughs> you can take it this night and try to keep it in mind so that you will not go astray concerning these characters. When they asked a question and they were told it was not for you, but for us that you did this service, there are states. And so when the prophets of old inquired about this person or this time when they prophesied the coming of Christ and prophesied of the subsequent glory of Christ after, of course, the tribulation, and they were told they were serving not themselves, but serving us, all of these states, when animated, speak their contents. And so they're asking and speaking when it is going to, when it is going to happen. But they're not. They're only states. And you come upon these states. They look like people, look like individuals as you do. But they're only states. There's a one that you will ever go astray in identifying. It screams at you. All right, so... Yeah, it screams at you who it is. And yet, they're not characters of history as we are. We are the Elohim who actually became man for a purpose. And the purpose was to extend and expand our creative power. So let no one tell you, as I told you earlier, only quoting from these three people, just what Christ is. That's not Christ. Christ is the superhuman, supernatural being buried in you. And the nearest I can clothe him in a word is your own wonderful human imagination. That's God. One with the supreme deity, which is supreme imagination. Doesn't differ, save we are layered low here, and therefore it takes a little time between the imaginal act and its fulfillment. But on these higher intensities, it's instantaneously. So here you try it tonight and take this message concerning this. And when you read the story, the minute you open the Bible, know you're looking only at states, but they must be told in certain form in order to get over to the mind. So they tell them in story form. They take a being and call it Abraham. They take the forming as though I were a grand sculptor or some potter, and I'm fashioning something in the act of fashioning they call it Isaac. And I'm going to make something so pleasant, so beautiful, that when I finish, it is going to laugh. I will smile with him. Together we agree with the beauty of the thing. It's so altogether lovely, I call it Isaac. And so, it's not some little thing coming out from an old, old womb that was by, beyond the age of bearing. No, not at all. It's simply coming out of the mind womb. My own wonderful imagination. And so I fashion something. I see it clearly in the mind's eye, and then, when the sun begins to fall, a deep sleep envelops it. And in that state I sleep. When I seemingly wake tomorrow, I am not awake. When I wake tomorrow, it's nighttime. There are still confusions. All these things are the birth pains. But it's coming to pass. It's coming to birth. And finally, that thing will actually be born in my world, and I will have it. But I'm still asleep. I can't tell anyone the shock to live for 50. Well, that happened in 1959. So 54. 
I was born in 1905, so uh, 54, to be here for 54 years, believing that every morning I was awake. And at night, when I went to bed to sleep, I slept, had dreams. Next day, I woke, went about my normal duties, and that night, I slept again. And to find out after 54 years that I had been asleep all the time and didn't know it, one night to find that this intense vibration, this electrical charge beyond the wildest dream, is placed upon me. As though someone took a wand, a magic wand, and placed it to my head, and then just kept it there, and I wakened for the first time in 6,000 years. I've been sleeping that long. All of a sudden, he's putting it to my head, and I'm awakened. And where do I awake? And quoth, right in my skull. And where do I come out? Quoth, the base of my skull. Therefore, who then was in that state of Abraham? Well, that's what he is. He's a hundred years old. Has white hair and the journey was on the cross, four hundred years, and the journey is here. You come out and detach yourself from the cross because you see it on the bed. This ghastly pale thing. And that was the cross from which you have been detached from which you've been resurrected and then comes the symbol of your birth in an entirely different plane a different world and those who belong here come and they can't see you because you are not at that moment you are not in this world but for unfinished business you pick up that cross and carry it for another few years to tell the story as it happened to you to deny yes to refute those who are the blind leading the blind. If the blind lead the blind, they both fall into the ditch. And you can be blind as a bat and be a leader of 600 million. You know, let no one tell you that because you have medals on you or that you wear crowns made by human hands or that you have honors heaped upon you that you are awake. Today, just reading the stories of the blunders of every war that man has ever had, Read what they did, with all their medals. All right, so a hundred thousand were killed here, but he who maneuvered the whole thing, he wasn't. But a hundred thousand killed there by someone's plan, and he was so wise. Today, if we appoint anyone in some office, instantly he becomes an expert. Read it in the papers. Our White House appoints someone as an ambassador. He doesn't know where it's even at. He can't find it, can't spell the name never heard of it before but instantly he is an expert on that land and it happens all day long so forget it the one thing that this state was shown was the gospel read it carefully god preached the gospel beforehand to abraham that's what he believed and abraham believed and it was reckoned to him, reckoned to him for righteousness galatians 3 6 and 8 righteousness is identified in my dictionary as right thinking and so, that's right thinking to believe the most unbelievable story in the world, that you, a man, can be born and self-born out of your own skull. You have no womb, and you are self-impregnated. You must be self-impregnated because when you come out, you know that's you. No change in identity. It isn't another. You come out of your own skull, and you were there all along, and you were there sound asleep, but dreaming within and see what you dr your dream is. You realize you're dreaming, all coming from without. And it was a horrible dream. 
for you told the horror a dread and great darkness fell upon abraham who can deny he hasn't gone through or may be going through or will go through the horrors of the world so this is the dream of you and i as we enter the state called abraham in that state we see the future and then we fall sound asleep and though we will deny it today we aren't going to break the spell because we accepted it and then fell asleep that sleep is so deep not a thing happening on the surface of this world is going to disturb it so don't ask yourself did i enter that state have i already accepted it i'll tell you you did you accepted it but the dream hasn't come to an end and everyone must dream the dream of life everyone you go through this furnace of affliction and then the thrill that comes to you when that magic wand is placed upon you you can't stop it you wake and wake and wake as you've never been awake before and there you are enclosed in your skull a sepulchre you know exactly how to come out because it was shown to you in the beginning before that and out you come coming through the base here which would be the base of the womb then on the heels of that one after the other they come because the exodus is always associated with the brazen fiery serpent when man is about to depart from egypt <coughs> excuse me then comes the serpent lifted up on the the rod and you see it then you take with you the blood of god and you know it yourself and you take it right through the curtain that no man on earth can go for the tabernacle was built an outer and inner and an inner and there were three degrees of access to the inner the outer they couldn't come near the priests could come only to a certain point to the presence then came the high priest once a year with the blood of calves and the blood of goats but he had no other offering and it wasn't adequate then comes your experience and you take your own blood and you take it through right up into the kingdom and so that's a grand sacrifice and the only acceptable sacrifice is yours torn from top to bottom which reveals the blood gold and liquid light you mingle with it fuse with it you're one with it and then up you go like a serpent into the kingdom of god still animating this for a little while to tell the story and tell it as clearly as you can so others may hear it and pass it on to in some strange way lessen this peculiar de uh, dead concept that they have of the greatest mystery in the world of all the things to have said and gone into print these were lifted from the books of these two men it isn't that they were overheard at some cocktail party these are in print so you can actually go back and find the book a man said that in his book and he is a great giant of a man judged by human standards you can read yesterday morning or yesterday morning's times and see what the pope said i didn't misquote him in fact i've been kind because if you read all that is there you'd wonder if he really understands anything about the mystery you would wonder if you read it i don't say this because i'm critical of his faith no it's the same faith but one is understood and one is not understood now let us go into the silence all right so there we have uh, Neville Goddard's lecture from 1965 titled Spiritual States. All right, thank you so much for joining me for this lecture. I'll see you guys next time. Bye now.